Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry once again bringing you the Word of God. It is always an honor, always a privilege to bring you the Word. Praise God. I'm so grateful that you're connecting with us, uh, hooking up with us, watching, listening, whatever, however way you're doing it. Praise God. We're just grateful you're doing it. Once again, we're going to go back into the Gospel of Matthew to chapter 13 again. And we're talking about these hidden treasures of the kingdom. Praise God. And so let's go back and look at verse 44 again. Hallelujah. And read a couple, two, three verses here. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and he sells all that he has and he buys that field. So we're talking about an investment made here. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found that one pearl of great price, he went and he sold all that he had and he bought it, praise God. Again, we're seeing some uh, investments uh, being made here. Let's define a few words again, as we've done over the last several weeks. Uh, the word hidden here in verse 44 uh, means that which is concealed, and it really means concealed by, some, by covering, like something's covering it, which is such a key word because we're talking about, have been talking about, and really focused uh, quite a bit last week about uh, a revelation or getting a revealed knowledge or something uncovered or something shown, amen, something brought into view, amen. So when we're talking about this hidden treasure, that which is hidden is, is literally covered, but yet when something's revealed, it's like it's been uncovered. And that's kind of what we've been focusing on over the last several weeks. Now, of course, uh, the word hid, hidden again uh, means that which is uh, hidden or covered, amen, or concealed, based by covering. It also means that which is kept secret, reserved, or here we go, or yet to be declared, okay, which is another uh, word for that, all right? So uh, concealed by covering, kept secret, reserved, and yet to be declared is this word hidden. The word found, okay, also in this text uh, is the word to find, to get, obtain, but it refers to one who's been extending energies by digging or looking for something. So there's a lot of energy being released to find this, uh, this hidden treasure, praise God. You go on down further and it talks about the seeking. Uh, you know, they're seeking something, which refers to something, an endeavor to require, to seek after, or seek the means or method of something, uh, which again talks about uh, extending energies, time uh, and energy seeking after something. Now, there, I just bring all this out because everything we're talking about here um, are things that are hidden for you, not from you, but they're hidden for you, but you got to be willing to go after it. And that's really uh, a key. You got to be willing to go after these things. Amen. To grab hold of what's rightfully yours. Praise God. It doesn't just fall out, you know, over you or whatever, or fall out to you. You know, you got to kind of go after it. Praise God. And we've been, you know, kind of dissecting that a little bit, looking at it from week to week. And again, we're going to do it again this week. Let's look at a couple more words in this. And it talks about buying and selling. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, it's talking about investments. Okay. The word to, uh, to sell means to be busy about barter or trade. To buy means to go to the market or to purchase or redeem something. And uh, again, just talking about the investments. And the reason that's so important, because even in that, okay, I, I think about when you're going after these hidden treasures, 
Uh, sometimes not only does it cost you time and energy, uh, but sometimes, you know, you got to be willing to put out a little bit as far as, you know, buying something and, and buying the materials you need and buying the resources that you need and uh, being well to put yourself in a place or uh, position yourself in a place to where you're there receiving and hearing what you need to hear and receive, praise God. And, you know, it's just all about investing in your life, praise God, and going after these, these hidden treasures of the kingdom, praise God. Also, it talks about in these references here about all that uh, he has. In other words, willing to sell all that they have to go after it, willing to give all they could to go after it, praise God, to purchase it, to buy it, amen, all that you have, which again is just referring to uh, everything from uh, resource, or pardon me, possessions, abilities, relations, doing everything that you can as far as resources, as far as connections, as far as favor. You're going to do everything you can to try to position yourself, be in the place where you need to be, buy what you need to buy, uh, you know, spend the time, the energy uh, that you need to in order to have it. And again, I'm just, I know I'm kind of going a little bit uh, over on that a little bit today, but the idea is, amen, that we want what he has to offer and we want to, we want to grab hold of that, praise God. Now, last few weeks, we talked about key mysteries and things that are uh, in the Word, a lot of these hidden truths, these mysteries of the kingdom. Uh, last week, again, we talked about you know the uh, revelation knowledge, what it means to, uh, to position yourself to receive revelation, praise God, to see things revealed and what that means, seeing the unseen, I think is maybe how I might have titled that message. Today, I'm going to talk about really an unseen force, and I'm going to go again. Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 1, please. Romans chapter 1, and uh, we'll start it here, and hopefully uh, you got an ear to hear today, praise God, kind of a neat uh, or cool insight or revelation. Uh, I'm going to go to verse, chap chapter 1, verse 8, let's do that, chapter 1, verse 8, read a few verses here, it says, uh, first I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Okay, for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. In request, if by some means, now at last, I may find a way of God to come to you. Here we go. For I long to see you, I impart to you some spiritual gift that you be established. That is, that I be encouraged together with by mutual faith, both of you and me. Of course, now this is Paul talking to the church at Rome. But the verse we're going to focus on here is in verse 11. Okay, And he says, for I long to see you that I may impart to you. There's a, this word impartation is going to be a key word today. Uh, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that I may or that you may be established. Now let's define a few things and this will kind of be our springboard today. First off, he's talking about a spiritual gift uh, being imparted to him. So you look up this word spiritual gift and it's actually you know this word spiritual actually we'll do first uh, pneumaticos, okay Now it comes from that word pneuma, which most of the time is the word spirit, okay which that word of course in itself means air. Breeze, wind, breath. Okay, this is what the word pneuma or spirit means. Now, this is the word spiritual, and it's the, the Greek word again, pneumotikos. Okay, which actually means uh, ethereal. Okay, which is which is a word that means unseen forces, 
or unseen substance, okay, which is really key, a key here. So we're talking about an unseen force or an unseen substance, okay, being given or imparted. The word impart now is the word metodidomy, okay, which means it's actually two Greek words brought together, but it means to transfer something, to shape or modify by association or by a connection, okay? So it's talking about uh, an association or a connection with, with an individual, another individual, or another uh, uh, organization, or whatever it may be. But the idea is it's one connected with another or one associating with another, okay? And because of that, there is a uh, transfer, uh, a shaping, or a modifying that goes on as a result of it. Now, the word association, which is actually another key word today, okay, means the freak, uh, frequently in the company of. So we're talking about somebody being connected or associated with somebody. We're talking about somebody that's in, frequently in the company of, which is kind of key. Uh, means connected or joined with, or it means also to keep company with. So it's not just talking about just some uh, brief, uh, you know, hi, how are you kind of thing, but it's talking about really somebody that's connecting, uh, receiving, drawing from, uh, a relational type thing going on whether it's somebody right there in person or you're sitting there listening or hearing something on a consistent basis, okay, so making a connection with kind of a deal, that's what it's talking about. Now, the reason I bring all this up is because impartation really is about an unseen avenue where uh, or which maybe unseen forces or substance flow on, okay? So we're talking about a, an impartation. Again, we're talking about an unseen, okay, Avenue. In other words, there's a connection, there's an unseen avenue by which unseen forces, this spiritual gift, again, unseen forces. Now, the word gift, I guess I didn't define that, but it's the word, Greek word charisma, okay, which again is talking about a gifting. Uh, it is also dealing with a divine gratuity, spiritual endowment, miraculous faculties, okay, giftings or a gift of, okay, so that's kind of what's talking about. So we're talking about this unseen gifting, unseen impartation. Uh, an unseen influence, okay, uh, that's going on here. So we're talking about through this reference today and what we're kind of dealing with all day today uh, with this service is we're talking about this unseen avenue by which unseen forces or unseen substance is, is passed on or is, uh, what's another word maybe here, transferred, transmitted, maybe another word to use, okay, so what we're talking about today is this unseen substance, in a sense, that comes, amen, from another association by, by connecting with somebody, okay? We're talking about these unseen things, you know, in this series. And this is just one of those unseen things. A lot of times we don't understand, okay? Uh, maybe another way of saying this is... Um, we need to know or realize that not only are we a vessel that can be uh, influenced, but we're a vessel that can influence, okay, both. We influence and we can be influenced, all right? Now, I think most people agree with that, get that, but sometimes we don't, we lose sight of what happens, that, that spiritual transaction that takes place, that unseen transaction that takes place sometimes in our relationships, in associations, Okay, and the things that we we feed on, watch, listen to, all that kind of stuff, meditate on, all that kind of stuff, it produces this unseen uh, transaction. Okay, uh, this again, this transfer, transmitting, 
of something, this passing on of something. A lot of times we lose sight of that. We don't recognize it because it's an unseen uh, thing. So that's what I want to talk about today is this unseen uh, you know, avenue by which unseen forces or unseen substance is passed on to us. Praise God. Uh, let's look at another reference out of, uh, let's go to first set, uh, first, pardon me, first Thessalonians. There we go. First Thessalonians chapter two, please. First Thessalonians and chapter two. And let's look at a couple verses, verse seven and eight. Um, I'm going to read verse seven because it kind of leads into verse eight. Okay, it says, but we were gentle among you just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. Of course, this is Paul talking to the church at Thessalonica. He said, so affectionately longing for you, verse 8, we were well pleased to impart to you, I love this, to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also of our lives, our own lives, because you had become dear to us. Now, let's, let's read that again. Okay, we were well pleased to impart to you, I love this, not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives. In other words, imparting our own lives, amen, because you had become dear to us. Now, the reason this, again, is so important, again, this word impart, the metodidomy, a transferring, a shaping, or modifying uh, by an association or by some form of connection, praise God. And that's what's happening here again. Okay, once again, this unseen avenue is uh, uh, becoming a, a, a way that this spiritual gifting, this unseen force or this unseen substance is passed on. Okay, now the thing I want to show you here in this text is that we're not just talking about the gospel being preached, although that's part of it. Okay, when we're talking about ministering to people, uh, you, you're trying to, you know, somehow help them renew their minds to the Word of God, get an insight or, or understanding, or even, a, a, as we talked about last week, a revelation of things. That's all wonderful. That's all great. We're not taken away from that. But today I'm talking about really this, this unseen connection that happens. Because what Paul's saying is it's not just about me preaching the gospel. He says, what I'm also imparting into you is a piece of my life. My own life is now being imparted. There's a piece of me being imparted into your life. Now, whether you know it or not, okay, you have to understand that even right now, right now, Pastor Jerry is ministering to you who are watching by video or listening by podcast. Amen. There's a piece of me, a piece of my life going into you. Amen. There's an impartation. There's this this unseen avenue by which unseen forces or substances being passed on. Amen. See, it's not just about the gospel being preached. It's not just about giving you words uh, from the gospel, from the, from the word of God in order to renew your mind, although that's a big part of it, praise God. We're not taken away from that, but we have to understand that even as you sit and you connect and you associate, Okay, there's also a piece of that individual's life that gets imparted into you. All right, an unseen force. All right, an unseen avenue by which an unseen force is being passed on here. Okay, and we have to begin to see that and recognize that. Now, the reason I put this into this series is because I look at it, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, that is so key in our lives for victories and breakthroughs. Amen. If we see it right and understand it right, it becomes like, in a sense, one of those hidden treasures of the kingdom. When you understand the value of impartation, all right, just like Paul said, I'm imparting into you spiritual gift. 
Okay, I'm imparting into you that charisma, all right, being passed into you. Amen. A piece of me is coming into you, praise God. Amen. And see, that can be such a great thing because there's so many things out there in people's lives that maybe they have the victory in or, or maybe there's areas where they uh, are successful in or areas that they conquer and, and they rise to the top, praise God. And there's something about when, when you're drawing from them, that begins to get in you, praise God, and causing you uh, to, to, in a sense, to, to rise above, to, to soar like an eagle, uh, to, to, to come on top, to be the head, not the tail. The same things that's working in their life is what's working in, in, uh, uh, in your life now. Now, the thing is, though, see, if you don't understand that and don't recognize that, then what happens is you have to recognize that it's not just a positive side of this, it's also a negative side of this, okay? And so with that said, I want to go to uh, Galatians chapter 3. Let's look at this, Galatians chapter 3, back up here a couple books, amen. And let's look at this, um, hallelujah, Galatians 3. And I'm going to go to verse 1. I'm just, just real simple. It just says this, O foolish Galatians. Okay, again, Paul talking to the church at Galatia. O foolish Galatians. Okay, so obviously he wasn't happy with them here. He says, who has bewitched you? In other words, who has, who has imparted something into you? Who's bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? In other words, he says, I've come in here and I've ministered to you and I've shown you the truth. You grabbed hold of it. But now I come back and I'm seeing something else has gotten in here. Something else now has been plugged into you or imparted into you to the point that now you're struggling with the thing that, that you used to not struggle with. Okay? So he's seeing this in him. And he's, what he's talking about is somebody has, has spoke things into you and some things have gotten into you that now have somehow changed your perspective or changed how you see things or changed uh, your, uh, you know, the direction that you're going in, okay? Something has changed here, all right? And it's, accu it's totally accurate because that's exactly what happened. Other individuals got in and began to, you know, they were preaching uh, what they thought about, about the scriptures and, and they, uh, you know, tried to get them to, uh, to pull back and go back under the law again. And, and Paul says, listen, you're free from the law. Uh, you know, you're, you're released from, from, uh, from that way of living. You're not supposed to walk that anymore. We walk by faith and, uh, you know, through grace, you know, and not by the law. Amen. And so what happened, somebody come in and says, yeah, but you still got to do this. You still, what happened was it, it started changing them. There was something now that was imparted into them that began to modify how they begin uh, or the direction they began to go. See, so anyway, that's what's going on here. Let's look at another one. In 1 uh, Corinthians, let's back up here again. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 is what I want to do. And uh, show you here. In verse, uh, well, verse 1 again. So verse chapter 11, verse 1 of 1 Corinthians says, Imitate me, again, Paul talking, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Now what he's talking about here. Um, is really again about impartation. Okay, he says, you know, I have been, I've had things imparted into me because of my time with Christ. Okay, and 
meditating on the things he spoke to me and, and things that he uh, you know, declares and, and shows me, the revelation he's revealed to me. As I meditate on that, it begins, see, that a piece of that gets into me, and now I'm, I'm just asking you to hook up with me because I've hooked up with him. And if, I, if you do that, there's a piece of me that's going to get in. If you will just follow and Im, that word, er, er, Im, um, mimic, pardon me, is, or pardon me, imitate is the word mimic, okay, which is a word, again, that means to accompany or to follow or to be in association with or in association with, praise God. So again, what it's talking about, again, is if you will connect with me as I connect with Christ, then this is going to keep you in the right or heading down the right road or in the right direction, praise God. Amen. All right, associations, amen, can turn you, uh, you know, good or bad, can turn right or left. It can add to you, take away from you, can move you toward destiny or move you away from destiny. I mean, anytime we're talking about this thing about, uh, you know, associating and, and impartation, amen, we just have to understand that it's key, okay? You got to understand that unseen uh, avenue by which unseen substance or forces are, are passed on or transmitted, amen. Again, I want to say this, though. Uh, we're not trying to weird anybody out. We're not trying to, you know, get you all kind of hooey, kind of weird. Uh, that's not what we're doing. We just, I think we just got to have the understanding that as we sit and we listen and we meditate or we, we read the materials of and, uh, you know, we, we let people talk and feed into us, uh, whether we're watching, listening, uh, personal connections, whatever it may be, we have to be aware that our associations will determine impartations. So who we associate with can determine what's being imparted into us, all right? And you just got to be aware of that, all right? Now, what we see here in, in, in 1 Corinthians 11 is a good thing. He says, if you connect with me as I connect with Christ, we're going to get you going down the right road. But like he said to the church of Galatia, he said, listen, he said, somebody else got in there and said something that, that's got you going down the wrong road again, okay? You're down here now trying to work towards everything and, and, and straining at things when you, when you have no business doing that. So and it all was based on somebody came in and imparted something into them. And they took hold of it. And as a result of it, that spiritual substance got into them. Now, not a good substance. This one here, and obviously, was something that was off. Okay, so what we're seeing, that impartation works both ways, positive, negative. Okay. And, and I think, you know, for the most part, we all get this. You know, I remember growing up and, you know, a, you know one of your parents would say, you know, uh, you know, what are you doing hanging out with that person? Every time you hang out with that person, man, you start, you know, getting squirrely. You start doing, you know, crazy things or saying crazy things or doing crazy things or whatever. And, and uh, you know, uh, you know, why, why you always, uh, you know, you always get to acting weird when you are acting off or something or you do things you shouldn't do. But I mean, all that we've all heard those kind of statements. And really what that's all about is about impartation. Now, you might not have had a clue about it, but it's about impartation. It's about, you know, you're you're hanging with somebody that's influencing you. And instead of you maybe influencing them, they're influencing you and in a negative way, okay? And it happens, all right? Or you hang out with certain people, as we're going to see here in a minute, uh, you know, that it, 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 it influences you in a positive way. Amen. And so this is that thing called impartation. Let's look at another. Uh, let's go to Proverbs. Amen. Proverbs. And uh, let's go to chapter 13. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs and 13, please. Praise the Lord. 
And I think if we get a hold of this, we'll understand and see the value of impartation. As I kind of get into this, I want to just show you, you know, when, when uh, Trudy and myself, when we, um, we you know, put out, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, we decide that we're going to go connect in some meeting somewhere or something, um, or we're going to go, uh, go to a conference, or we're, uh, you know, maybe uh, we're going to go uh, sit down and watch something, um, you know, a message or something on, on the television or something or pull up. But we, we kind of always have in mind that uh, we understand that what's, what's working in them, the reason that we like to connect with that individual or that ministry or that, in, you know, that minister or uh, whatever, we, we understand that what's in them, we're trying to get what's in them in us. We understand that. It makes it, uh, it's real clear to us that it's about impartation. It's not just about a message but it's about the impartation. Now, we always appreciate when people are preaching things that challenge you and grow you up. Praise God. I'm not taking away from that again. But I'm saying that we do understand the power of impartation. And there's a lot of these ministries and ministers who minister the word that, man, have things working in their life that we, uh, we want working in our life. Praise God. And so we have found that if we sit under that and we let that feed into us, praise God, now that, that unseen avenue by which unseen forces, unseen substance is being transmitted, praise God. Not just the words of a message, but also what's in them is getting in us. There's a piece of their life getting in us. I mean, we see that and we understand that and we value that, praise God. To us, that is one of those hidden treasures, amen, of the kingdom, praise God, is this revelation of impartation, amen. So chapter 13 of Proverbs, let's get to the scriptures here. Verse 20, it says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Now, the word walk in this verse just means to be conversant with or connecting with by, convert, uh, by conversation or being conversant. The word companion literally means associate with or to associate with. Okay, so associations. All right. So we're talking about here again who you associate with. It makes it real clear in this verse that you associate with, with individuals that have wisdom, that walk in wisdom. Guess what? That's what's imparted into you. Amen. You walk with somebody that's foolish. All right. And, uh, you know, they're, they're foolish in a lot of their endeavors or how they think or whatever it may be. The word says that you literally, uh, will be destroyed. Now that word destroyed, uh, you, there ain't nothing good about this word destroyed, uh, broken, uh, to suffer injury or evil. It means to be diminished. And that's kind of a hang on to that to be diminished, to be hindered or to be deviate or deviated, pardon me, off course. Okay. So, uh, again, that's kind of what happened to, uh, the church at Galatia, okay? Somebody came in, and now all of a sudden they're being diminished or driven off course, so to speak, from uh, where they were headed, all right? So we're seeing here now, again, we see both sides of the coin, so to speak, in this uh, deal with the, uh, as far as your connections, as far as your associations. And so it's real key to make sure that, you know, you hang out with the people where you're, you're heading, okay? I always like to look at it this way. Hang out with the people that have that, uh, you know, you hang out with the ones that you have a common future with, a common future in the sense of not necessarily with one another, but you, you all looking at the same thing. You all want the same results. Those are the ones you kind of want to hang with. Um, there, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of times we hang out with, they have a common past, 
And not that we're trying to tell you to, you know, break all your connections, but, but I've just found that if, if your connections are only with the ones that have a common past, then you're probably not heading where you need to head to. All right. Now, if those individuals back in the, you know, back there that had a common past now have a common future with you, praise the Lord. I mean, now we're all heading in the same direction. That's wonderful. But it's just, it's just the, the understanding of that unseen avenue by which unseen, uh, you know, uh, substance or unseen forces are being passed, all right, or being transmitted. If you understand that and see that, you recognize the importance of the friendships that you keep. In fact, with that said, in chapter 12, of Proverbs in verse 26. Let's look at that. It says, the righteous should choose his friends carefully, okay, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Now, you've all uh, heard this uh, many times, but, you know, uh, you know, growing up, I've heard, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, all right? And that's so accurate, okay, because, uh, you, know, they, uh, you know, they can either add to your future, make something good, or they can take from it, all right? They can steer you off course of where you're headed or what you're called to, all right? So there's so much importance to friendships, all right? But it says you're literally a friend, okay? Choose your friend carefully. And I looked up the word friend, and again, the word friend here is referring to an association, okay? Uh, someone that you, maybe you have chosen alliance with or connection or affiliation with, okay? Now, again, this word friend is not just talking about some, uh, you know, casual acquaintance. It's talking about somebody you, you have a friendship, a connection with, all right? All right, so it's not just some, hi, how are you, I'm, you know, some introduction and that's it. We're talking about literally a connection, all right, so I just want to make that clear. All right, so choose his friends, the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. So there's the other side of the coin now, okay? So the word way here is a word road or journey, refers to a course of life, a mode of action, a manner of living, or a manner of thinking, okay, so the way of the wicked, okay? Now, this word wicked, uh, rasha, I believe is the Hebrew word, okay? And it refers to one that's actively in and out, up and down, unstable morally, um, guilty of wrongdoing, okay? But the thing I need to bring clear here, okay, that many times when this word wicked is not necessarily talking about the heathen, per se. Now, it could obviously involve the heathen. Uh, you know, we're talking about somebody outside of God here, outside the family or the household of faith, Okay, but the word wicked really is somebody that's up and down, in and out. They're, they're unstable, okay? And so he's talking about here that even people that might even be, uh, you know, we might even call them brother or sister in Christ sometimes, uh, you know, that, that may not uh, be necessarily stable morally, okay? They're up, they're down, they're in, they're out. And so sometimes you have to guard yourself even from those kind of relationships. And man, some people might get, uh, you know, rubbed wrong by me saying that kind of stuff, but I'm just telling you, all right, that these are, you have to understand there's impartations that go on, all right, and you have to be aware of that, okay? Now, again, don't go out and get weird on me and then, you know, run away from everybody and hide in some corner and, uh, you know, get, you know, keep yourself hidden in your room under lock and key because you don't want to connect with anybody. Please don't go there. I'm just talking about the awareness of this thing called impartation, amen? And uh, what we should do is see it and treasure it. All right. It's an unseen force that's or an unseen avenue by which unseen forces are transmitted. All right. But we have to see it as a valuable thing. All right. So if you see it and recognize it, you're more apt to be aware of what you're let what you let feed into you, what you let, uh, you know, come into you or what you meditate or draw from or hear or listen to or watch or whatever. All right. So it's just it's just being aware of that unseen 
thing called impartation, praise God. All right, so it says again, let's read it again. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, but the way of the wicked, here we go, leads them astray. And the word leads here refers to stuff like to be seduced, uh, deceived, or caused to err, made to stagger, caused to wander off again. That's kind of that same kind of uh, definition again, being driven off course again. So the point we're trying to say, just like it happened to the church at Galatia, okay, is the same thing he's talking about here. If you don't guard what's going into you, you could be driven off course of where you should be heading, all right? Driven off course of your, of your destiny, of your future, praise God. Are you still hearing me? Praise God. All right, praise God. Let's look at the book of Psalms now. Book of Psalms, Psalms 1, please. Psalms 1, praise the Lord. Psalms chapter 1, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's go to Psalms 1 and let's go to verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Years ago, I heard a statement. Uh, I just thought it was kind of unique when it kind of deals with the same thing. Uh, but, you know, when you're writing, uh, you know, when you're, when you're writing your life's uh, story, don't, 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 you know, don't let just anybody hold the pen. You know, in other words, you know, because you've got a life to live and a purpose and a destiny. So you don't just let any anybody, uh, you know, hold the pen when it comes time to, you know, laying your life uh, out there and moving forward in it. Praise God or writing your life story. I think is how they word it. Amen. But when you're uh, when you're writing your life story, don't just let anybody hold the pen. Amen. Uh, that's, you know, be aware of uh, what you're feeding on and letting in. Praise God. Be aware of who you're giving attention to and what you're drawn from and what you're letting influence you. Praise God. Amen. Uh, it's so key. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, verse 1 here. Hallelujah. And it says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You notice in here you got to watch where you walk, where you stand, and where you sit, okay? But his delight, okay, or his, his energy, everything about him is excited. He's, his delight is going to be in the law of the Lord or the Word of God, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Now, obviously, that's the one that's taking that word, meditating on that word, drawing on that word, being influenced by that word, being allowing that word to be imparted, you know, the, you know, the right things being imparted into him. But you notice verse 1 talks about that if you're going to have this working in your life, you got to guard where you walk, where you stand, where you sit. Okay, because you can't just let anybody feed into you. Okay, so let's take a look at verse one a little bit uh, in the light of what's going on. In fact, uh, you know, if you have the time, sometime maybe go back to the uh, into the new covenant, to the book of Jude, a little short book, one chapter. But uh, it, really, the book of Jude is even about guarding who and what uh, you let feed into you. Okay, because about impartation. Okay, it's about being influenced, and you don't want to be influenced by the wrong things. All right. All right, praise the Lord. So verse 1 again, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So what does that mean? Okay, so I got to watch where I, where you know, I'm not going to walk in this where uh, this counsel of the ungodly is going on. Okay, that word uh, counsel of the ungodly is talking about the advice uh, or suggestions or plans of the morally unstable. 
okay? It's kind of similar to what we talked about earlier out of Proverbs there. Real similar, but it's talking about, uh, you know, people, the advice, suggestions, and plans of the morally unstable. Okay, it goes on a lot. Okay, a lot of times people always want to offer advice, you know, especially if you got a question mark out there. Okay, it's amazing how everybody wants to jump on board and give you their two cents, give you their their advice or what they think. Okay, and and don't get me wrong. Okay, sometimes there's some good advice out there. There's some good counsel that goes on, but here it's talking about uh, not to receive necessary the counsel or suggestions or plans of the morally unstable. So when you're seeing those that really ain't even living it right, ain't even walking it right, uh, you know, then you maybe just guard what you're letting feed into you about them. You know, if they're not even going to, you know, live it themselves, it's kind of hard to draw from them and let them just say anything into you. Because first off, not only do I not necessarily need what they're having to say, I don't need what's in them to get in me. Okay. And so, again, we're not talking about you being rude or mean and, and, and pushing everybody off, but we are talking about guarding. If you're seeing somebody, they don't necessarily live it and walk it, well, then just be, you know, be aware of the fact that, you know, you're not just going to sit down and let everything they have to say feed right into you, all right? You just have to, be, you have to guard that. Now, I know this can be a touchy subject, okay? But, again, if you see it right, you can use it right, okay? If you understand the value of this thing called impartation, Okay, you'll guard your associations. Okay, it'll just make sense. All right, and again, it doesn't mean that you got to be, you know, uh, you know, un, uh, you know, unfriendly to somebody. That's not what we're talking about. Okay, because we know according to Scripture, you're called to be the light, and everywhere you go, you're called to make be a difference. So you're going to have to have some kind of connection with those out there without God, or those out there maybe that are in this state here where it says morally unstable. Okay, you're going to have those kind of you know connections here and there, off and on. Okay, just because of the fact uh, that you're called to be the difference maker, you're called to impart into their life instead of them per se, imparting into you. Remember, like I said earlier in this message, all right, you're a vessel that not only uh, that not only receives influence, you're called to give influence, okay? So in those kind of conditions, or pardon me, those kind of connections, you got to be somebody that's doing the influencing, okay? And purpose to do that. I've got a lot of people out there that I'm connected with here and there that maybe don't don't know the things of God or not a, not a, not involved in it much or they don't understand it yet. But when I'm around them and I'm talking with them, I have to be aware of the fact that I'm the one doing the influencing. Okay, and I don't mean I control every conversation. I'm just meaning I just know and aware of the fact that I'm going to be a difference maker in their life. I'm going to do what I can to be a blessing and help them, amen, to pull them higher, to to move them in a direction toward the things of God any way that I can. And so you just have to be aware of that, all right? So here it says here, the counsel of the ungodly. Then it goes on to say, nor stands in the path of sinners. Stands in the path of sinners. What does that mean? Well, it means the course of living or manner of thinking here of the constant guilty offender. When it's talking about a sinner, it's talking about a constant guilty offender. Because some people are just, they're no matter what, that they're just always going to be doing, you know, something they probably shouldn't be doing. Okay. And that's just the fact. It's out there. It happens. And it says here, you got to watch, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, you can't stand along that, you know, or, or whatever. You can't uh, hang out with that. Okay. You got to learn. Amen. I can't let just all their way of thinking and how they uh, view things be the thing that gets into me. Uh, it goes on. Then it talks about the seed of the scornful here. The, so in other words, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, stand not in the path, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. That's kind of key, 
okay? Because this word here uh, means literally to sit, to hear. Okay, when we're talking about to sit, and you know, in other words, you're sitting, it means literally to sit, to hear, but the word here, scornful, means the mocker, the mocker, the disrespectful, uh, one that's a false interpreter or sarcastic interpreter, okay? And a lot of times, you know, nowadays, sarcasm is pretty huge out there, uh, a lot of sarcasm that goes on. Okay, but it's talking about here maybe somebody that's mocking something, okay, or being disrespectful, okay. I, I understand sometimes there's, uh, you know, sarcasm and some humor, and there is some, uh, some of that that can be pretty funny. Uh, but we're talking about then now an individual that's being sarcastic in the sense they're being disrespectful, okay. They're crossing lines here. They're being a mocker, okay. And so when we're talking about that, the reason this is so key is because Sometimes you can get around those that mock everything you stand for. They condemn everything you stand for. They disrespect God, and they're okay with it. And, you know, uh, we might sit and, you know, want to communicate because maybe they're fun to communicate with or, or whatever, or they're funny or some kind of thing. And a lot of people have, you know, uh, kind of a, maybe a different kind of personality that you kind of enjoy. But if they're, if they're mocking the things you stand for, if they're condemning and being uh, disrespectful to the things of God, you got to watch that. That might be something now that gets into you. And you'd say, ah, oh, that wouldn't get into me. It sure does. It pretty soon, little by little, see that, that unseen transaction happens there, that unseen avenue by which that unseen substance or that unseen, uh, you know, that those, uh, you know, elements of the unseen element start getting into you, all right? And so what happens is it's a transaction that happens, even though uh, you may not see it. But if you understand it, you'll be aware of that, okay? You'll guard, again, where you walk, you'll guard where you stand, and you'll guard where you sit. You won't just let anybody feed into you. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, one uh, statement years ago, I'm not even sure where it came, came from or I'll, I'd give them credit, but they said that negative associations are like a vacuum that sucked the life out of your dreams. You know, I think that's kind of true. And, it, and it's not just your dreams, but even to me, it's even just, you know, keeping you from going in a, in a direction. You know, um, uh, a statement I think I'm just going to toss out here, too, is that, you know, uh, the enemy himself, okay, we're talking about maybe, you know, the, the you know, Satan or the devil, okay, um, uh, he really has no power uh, to, um, to really to destroy you. He really don't have that power, okay, but what he does have the power to do is distract you. Somehow or another, he'll distract you, and... Uh, Years ago, somebody had said the comment, they says, if, if the enemy can't distract you, he can't destroy you. Well, yeah, amen. See, that sometimes we get destroyed because we get so distracted, we're driven off course, and next thing you know, uh, we're ending up in stuff we shouldn't be uh, in, or uh, your life just got flipped upside down, whatever. So my, I just want to say this, with everything we're talking about, with this impartation that happens, that's kind of what the enemy you know, wants it to do, is to somehow distract you, get you driven off course, somehow or another gets you, uh, you know, to somehow draw out of you uh, everything that's making, you know, allowing you to move towards your destiny or your future. And so he gets you off course to the point that now you're on some road you got no business being on. And it, it, a lot of times it's just real subtle. Uh, you know, it's just little things. And next thing you know, you're thinking different. Next thing you know, you're acting different. Next thing you know, you're you're talking and saying things that you wouldn't have normally said or, or talked. You know, you're uh, thinking in a way that you wouldn't have normally thought. And it's just subtle. It just, it's the way it works. But it's that unseen 
transaction that takes place. Okay, that's why again we I know I'm repeating myself, but that you just got to understand that that's how that works. Okay, that's why you got to guard what feeds into you. Let's look at another one here. Uh, we'll go this time to the New Covenant, John chapter eight, please. John chapter eight. Praise the Lord. John chapter eight. Oh, hallelujah! Hope you're hearing this today. John chapter eight. You know, I've um, I think about a uh, lot of different connections that are in the Word. Um, there's so many um, good connections and bad connections. You know, um, you know, you think about people like Moses and Joshua. See, Joshua uh, was influenced by Moses. He hung out with Moses, got influenced by Moses, and he goes on to be a great leader. Okay, because he followed a great leader, all right? We have people like Elisha and Elijah. You know, Elisha sat under Elijah, got influenced by Elijah, and here he is, you know, he goes on, and the word is real clear. And, uh, you know, he even said that when Elisha went on, or when Elijah went on, Elisha said, you know, give me that double portion, you know, that double anointing, praise God. And uh, he got that. In fact, you know, he goes on and literally does twice the miracles and signs and wonders that, that Elisha did or Elijah did, pardon me, amen. But again, it's about influences, okay? It's about connections and impartation, all right? That unseen impartation. Okay, I think about like uh, uh, Timothy sitting under Paul and, and, the, and the connections that happened there. How about the connections of Daniel uh, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Okay, these are men that were connected as a result of it. Praise God, they, they all have great testimonies of things that happened where their faith, amen, were through their faith, praise God, overcame some things, praise God. But they were all men that connected, okay, men that imparted into each other, all right, and encouraged each other uh, to move forward in God. So they're good, a good transact, good impartation going on there. Now, we also got some negative ones, all right? How about like Samson and Delilah? Okay, there's one there. Uh, you know, it wasn't good, all right, as a result of it. Samson, if you really look at Samson's ministry, Samson... Uh, was called to do some great things, but his ministry, in a sense, got interrupted because of connections. All right? Now, he had a great thing that happened at the end, but in all honesty, he still really didn't do what he was called to do. Okay? He might have took out a bunch of Philistines, okay, and, uh, you know, and, you know, had a kind of a, a cool thing that happened there in the end, but you recall he also passed on too. He didn't really fulfill all that he was called to do. And it all came down to the fact that he was interrupted based on relationships, okay? So he had some impartations that weren't good as a result of it, drove him off course. All right. Uh, how about uh, how about Abraham and Lot in a sense? And even though Lot was a family member of Abraham, uh, because of that connection, it caused some problems, caused some trouble. And you know, of course, they both part ways. And then uh, you know, then uh, uh, Lot and his family go into Sodom, which again we talk about a bunch more bad relationships and connections. Okay, so it didn't end up good for Lot and his family. And also created a lot of issues with Abraham because of that relationship. Now, I'm just saying, okay, I'm, I'm not trying to be nitpicky. I'm just saying that you got to really guard who you fellowship with, who you connect with, okay? It, it's important uh, to connect with the right people, praise God. How about, um, I even think about the 10 spies. I kind of wrote this down. There was the 12 spies that went in to check out the promised land, to spy out the land. And, uh, you know, as they basically came back or maybe in that in that 
40 days that they were gone, um, 10 of those 12, you know, kind of talking amongst themselves and end up by the time they're standing before Moses and all the people, they're completely on a different road than Joshua and Caleb was. Okay. And all it, all that happened, if you really look at the story, all that happened was they're sitting here conversing with one another and it became really a bad influence, a bad uh, impartation to the point, now listen, to the point that they missed out on the promised land. And not only them themselves, but what they influenced the people with. I mean, man, you want to talk about the importance of impartation. We have a whole generation that missed out on the promised land because of an impartation that was bad. I'm telling you, when you look at this and value or see it, you understand the value of what impartation is all about and how it can be used for good and how it can bring destruction. All right. All right. Let's John 8. I told you we'd go there. Let's go there. Praise God. Uh, John 8. And I, I put down in my notes, verse 10. I'm kind of coming in the middle of a story here, but I said, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman. Now, this was the woman that was caught in adultery. And uh, some of these, uh, you know, these religious leaders, uh, you know, uh, you know, brought her to him and trying to really trying to trick Jesus. I mean, they really didn't care about the woman much, but they're just trying to get Jesus, catch him in in something, you know, get him to make some uh, wrong move or wrong decision. OK, or say something wrong or something. And so they're just really trying to trip him up and trick him. And so he, he asked the woman, he says, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Now, if you remember what happened, okay, uh, you know, he's, you know, you know, doodling on the ground and, and they all trying to get him to make, you know, make a statement. And he just says, you know, whoever's without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone at her. And of course, you know, they all knew, well, none of us are without sin. We've all blown it. We've all messed up. So one by one, they all left. And I guess, you know, go back and read the whole story there. But he's talking to this woman. Okay, and she says, well, my accusers have left. Okay, Uh, he says, uh, well, they've all left. Okay, and uh, he goes on. She or he goes on. Then neither do I condemn you. Verse 11. Okay, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Okay, now let's read verse 12. Okay, it says, and Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me uh, shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He who follows me literally means to be accompanying with or companion with or in fellowship with, okay? In other words, whoever's going to associate with me is going to walk in in the light and not in the dark, okay? Now, the reason I mention this is because up to this point, this woman is in the wrong relationships, wrong influences. And there's a lot more to the story. I get it, okay? But we're talking about now the connection now that she has with, with Jesus. And he says, listen, I'm not here to condemn you. See, now you're, you're, see, you've now connected with me. This is Jesus now. She's connected with Jesus. And he says, I'm not, a, I'm not a condemner. I'm not condemning you. But I don't want to leave you where you're at either. You go and sin no more. Don't, in other words, he, he influenced her and said, listen, change your life, and you won't be found in these kind of positions anymore, these kind of conditions anymore. You won't be found in these kind of uh, predicaments anymore. All right? So he's telling them, listen, if you will, will you stay connected here, you're going to walk in the light. Okay, now that's exactly what he brought out in verse 12 here. Okay, he says that, you know, I'm the light of the world. And those that associate with me, those that connect with me, are not going to walk in the darkness. They're going to walk in the light. 
Now, I thought it was worthy of, of defining some of this. This word darkness means uh, dimness or obscurity, but it literally means to be in vagueness or uncertainty about what's ahead. So in other words, if you will walk with him, you're not going to be uncertain about what's ahead for you. You're not going to be uncertain about your future. You're not going to be walking in the dark, stumbling along. He said, if you connect with me, there's impartations that come to you that you it cause you to walk in the light. All right. Now, the word light uh, means to shine, uh, to shine on or in order to make manifest, to reveal something. There's that key word again, talks about revelation again. But it also means uh, this radiant energy that makes sight possible. So anytime, you know, you're hanging out with him, all of a sudden there's that impartation that allows you to see things you never saw before. Okay. You come out of the dark. You're no longer stumbling along. You're no longer heading down the wrong road. You're no longer uncertain about what's ahead. But when you hang with him and draw from him and let him feed into you, let him influence you, let him impart into you or uh, any of his his uh, servants, okay, that they're speaking into you, okay? Of course, this, you know, we're talking about hanging out with those that are talking Jesus, praise God, and the importance of that. Amen. The, the more you do that, the more you come into the light. Again, it's about impartation. It's about influence. It's about the renewing of the mind and coming into a different way of thinking. I mean, we got all of this, you know, feeding into you because you made the decision to move toward the light. Amen. So impartation, that unseen avenue by which unseen forces and unseen substances transmitted into you, that transaction happens, even though it's an unseen thing, it brings you into the light. Amen. Taking you out of the dark. And remember, if you go back to any of those verses, like we read in Proverbs or, uh, you know, uh, Galatians there, and that's, that when you get the wrong influences, the wrong impartations, it puts you on the wrong road. It leads you astray. It, it brings you into a place of, of destruction and ruin. Okay? But if you will stay connected with the individuals and the influences and the, uh, the, you know, the relationships that are right and staying before God and staying connected. Like Paul said, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, as you begin to do that, praise God. It, there's impartation that, that in a sense brings you into the light to where no, you're no longer uncertain. You know where you're going. You know where you're headed. Amen. You're not, you know, confused. You're not, you know, all, uh, you know, staggering around out there in the dark. Praise God. This is how this thing works. Child of God, I felt like this was a good thing to bring out, um, you know, because the word says you've been called out of the dark, you know, into his marvelous light. The word says that you're the light of the world. You're called to be a difference man. You're called to bring light everywhere you go. Now, the only way you're going to do this is if you're walking in the light. Amen. And the more that you're influenced by the light, the more you walk in the light, the brighter you become. And, you know, the word says even in the midst of a, a crooked and perverse generation, you could still be the light. You could be the difference maker, the one that does the influencing. Amen. But I guarantee you that the only way that's going to work is if you yourself are constantly being imparted into, amen, uh, from the master himself, from his word, uh, the ministers of the gospel, those that are going to speak right things, you know, godly things, things that bring you into that light. Praise God. Hallelujah. And again, today, you know, I'm looking at this as one of those unseen treasures. You know, if you will understand the treasure of impartation, amen, and value it, amen, I guarantee you, you're more apt uh, to, be, uh, to be aware of what you're letting influence you, praise God, from day to day.
Oh, hallelujah. Child of God, I hope you got something today. Father, I give you praise and glory once again for your word, for these principles today. Thank you for a people, Lord God, who are being uh, influenced and imparted into by the higher things of, of the Spirit. Praise God. That spiritual gift being imparted into them. And even today through this message, hallelujah, that spiritual gift and being imparted into the hearer. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. Praise God. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.